What's going on, everybody? This is Ryan Henry, and welcome to 180, where we get to share amazing stories of Christian transformation from around the world. These stories will literally blow your mind. Follow us on your favorite podcast player, or you can visit us at 180podcast.com. That's O-N-E-80podcast.com. From complacency to passion, this is Zam Wan's story. Growing up in Myanmar, he was lucky to be raised in a Christian family. But Zam still went through the motions without having strong reasoning or desire to do so. After an awakening of his faith, Zam's passion for the Lord was rekindled. After a family tragedy, his renewed faith was about to be tested. Welcome to Zam's 180. Welcome, Zom. We're so excited to have you on 180 for our intern show. Yeah, thank you. Thank you Yay! <laughs> <laughs> Friends, we have 25 interns at One Way doing amazing things this summer. I'm Liv LeDuc, a student at Wheaton College, and I'm honored to be hosting today's show. Zom is also an intern and a student at Taylor University, and we have interns doing every part of today's show. So we like to start out 180 with a random question. You ready, Zom? Okay. So if you had an extra hour each day that had to be used for one specific purpose, how would you use it? I'll practice more music. Okay. I like mm. that. That's a good answer. Thank you. All right, Zom, let's just get right into your story. So can you tell us where you grew up? I was born and raised in uh, Myanmar, Sagain region. Where exactly is that on a globe, if you were going to point it out to someone? Um, it's in like Southeast Asia, bordered to India, China, and Thailand. Okay, awesome. Tell us the common spiritual beliefs of Myanmar. It's predominantly Buddhist. What don't people know about Myanmar? Well, Myanmar is very uh, made of very diverse group of people with different um, culture and different languages. What was it like growing up in Myanmar? Well, one of the things that come to my head at the moment is um, it's uh, it's like a respect for teacher day. Like uh, okay. we call it Siak um, okay. We all would go to school on the weekend early. Then wow. we all cooked like the home teacher, like help okay. teach us how to cook. And we all cook together. Aww. Then we make a meal early in the morning. Then we just have a really good time with all our classmates and teachers and wow. stuff like that. So it was really fun. I, I it. love that because mm. you were talking about the different culture and you were saying that it was predominantly Buddhists. So tell us a little bit about your faith. Well, yeah, I grew up in a Christian family and mostly with my grandmother from my mom's side. And she was very Christian and like loved the Lord, follow um, God with all her heart and taught me a lot of things. But I didn't really have the relationship with the Lord, my grandmother. And my aunt, they always send me to Sunday school on every Sunday. Never miss any any of them. Just tell us how you were practicing your faith. So, back in Myanmar, I didn't uh, like I didn't accept Christ as my Lord and Savior yet. But I was just doing a lot of really good things that I learned from my grandmother. Okay. And she was she, like they would send me to 
church camps on the every summer. It doesn't matter what denomination it is. My grandma be like, "Oh, go to this uh, this church camp. We have this, <laughs> you know that." Like, and yeah. it, it's all about God. Like, right. and um, she would take me to Sunday schools, and she will um, take me to church. And uh, even on the sick days, I'd be like, "Grandma, I feel sick. I don't think I can go to church." She'd be like, "Oh yeah, you need more Jesus. So we uh, need to go to church." So stuff like that. So. <laughs> And grew up with a lot of uh, really good Christian principles, and she was my role model for sure. Awesome. So during this time where you're just going to church, just because your grandma wants you to, what was your view of Jesus and God? Well, I don't really have any strong opinion on God, really. I'm just trying to make my grandma happy and like trying to make everybody happy, and don't really have very strong opinion on religion or anything. But I was just doing. It. For the sake of doing it, yeah. As you became a teenager, how were you living out your faith? Did this change at all, or were you still just in that kind of season of complacency where you're just going for your grandmother? Uh, most of my time in Myanmar, um, if not all, it's all trying to make my grandma happy and trying to live a good life that I thought it was good back then. Can you tell us what it was like to be living in a Buddhist culture but be a Christian? Uh, yes. Uh, one thing that I, le- I learned is that they um, really prioritize like good works. Like your good deeds will get you to mm. your good yeah. deeds have to outweigh your bad deeds in order to right. um, uh, get into like the good place, or they call it heaven. Tell us how you came to faith and you came to find Jesus and have him mean something more to you than just simply going to church every Sunday or going to church camps because your grandma was asking you to. Yeah. Um, so, uh, believe it or not, uh, when I become a Christian, is also going to a church, a church camp. <laughs> uh, I was going there with uh, the wrong intentions. Okay. Um, I was going there to just spend time with my friends because like, all my friends are going to that church camp. So, I was like, oh... Maybe I should go with them, uh, hang out <laughs> with them. That was the whole intention. But uh, the last day of the church camp, they were talking about the gospel. And I mean, mm-hmm. believe me, I've heard the gospel so many times in my life. Right. Then uh, suddenly um, it just hit and it makes me realize who I really am wow. and how much we need God and who we are. Yeah. And like everything that I've heard since, like from Sunday school, church camps, and church services, they all started to click, and I understood. And I was like, um, God, I want you, you know? I mm-hmm. want you in my life and be my Lord and my Savior. So that there I um, I accepted the Lord Jesus Christ as my Savior and Lord and make Him my Lord, and we're just worshiping. Yeah. Is there anything specific um, that was said at this retreat that started to make you understand a little more like, oh, I need God, I need Jesus? Yeah, so the speaker was sharing about how could we ignore like the greatest news, the greatest gift of all. Like, hmm. um, how could you ignore this? And yeah. just like understanding the love of God and the sacrifice that he made for me and it was like undeniable for me at that point now yeah yeah wow that's crazy can you tell us what coming to Jesus again was like 
I accepted Jesus there as my Lord and Savior. Then um, I was worshiping and like understanding more about who God is and understanding who I am without Christ and how He has made me clean. Um, I opened my eyes, you know, and like they were yeah. like um, the church band that leading us in worship. Okay. And I was like, this is really cool. I want to be. <laughs> I want to be that. You know, I want to yeah. help people to um, connect with God and encourage people and. This has been really meaningful to me, and I want to help others. So, that's also when it started. When I started to, that's when I, uh, my love for music has grown. Wow. Yeah. How did you feel um, after going to that church camp? Um, and you've gone to church camp so many summers before, and you had been constantly going to church. How did you feel, kind of looking back on like, wow, I was just going to church just because and now being like I care yeah everything that I did since uh, when I was young you know um, yeah. those start to have meanings okay. and my grandma raised me well with Christian principles and everything right. so um, those started to have meanings and I mean it's still um, kind of like roller coaster but having that peace knowing right. that Jesus loves me no matter mm -hmm. what it's not my actions but yeah. those makes me want to be um, more like Jesus every day. I love that. What were changes that you noticed about yourself and maybe like about your personality or just about how you were living your life after coming to Jesus? Well, first of all, I know that I need Jesus and I need to um, grow my relationship with Him. So yeah. there are really great resources that I had from um, the church that I was in. And okay. so like reading my scripture and praying, um, I'm not, I'm no perfect at that, but it mm -hmm. makes me realize how much I needed him in my everyday life. Yeah, that's great. Did your grandma grow up a Christian? Yes, she did. She did. Mm -hmm. Okay. I think she, is prob she was probably like the third generation or the second generation to be a Christian. Okay, that's awesome. And were both of your parents Christians as well? Yes, they were. Here's where we would talk about the rock bottom of your life. This doesn't have to mean that you were on drugs or in jail or anything like that. Um, it can just be more of a faith crisis. So your faith got challenged. Can you tell us about that? Yeah, I have a younger brother who is who has special need, and he was um, just a little weak and like he needed assistance on everything. Mm -hmm. um, he has to be in the wheelchair, going from like place to place. So yeah, me and him, we wanted to do music together and serve God, cause like we saw this one artist who loved God and he's like a great guitarist and me and my brother's like this is really cool and like that guitarist his name is called uh, Chisan Mao he would make concerts and he would do like his music skills all that then uh, at the end he would share like the gospel wow. or like people who love like guitar that's like his platform so like um, he would give lesson or something and like share the gospel at the same time so me and my brother like Oh wow, we want to be like that, and so, mm. yeah, and um, we pray to God, and then God opened doors, and somehow Mega Wish people, Mega Wish the team came yeah. to our place. Some, um, then they asked what we wanted. Wow! And we're like, yes, God answered our prayer. My name is Isaac Moss, and I'm a one-way intern from Taylor University. Check out our amazing One Way Young Adults program by visiting our website. The link is in the show notes. We're like really happy. Yeah. Then uh, they asked what we want, and we we 
like we gave them the instruments that we want. Then um, my brother got diagnosed with um, I don't I don't remember the name of it, like the the disease or whatever mm -hmm. that. But like since he had been sitting a lot since like pretty much when he was born, mm -hmm. so like his vertebrae is like very curved and like okay. it kind of like presses a lot on his lungs and like he wow. has like lung problems and so um right before we get all the instruments he went to be with the lord and wow. yeah it was um a little hard for me just knowing who god is like what we learned like why why would he take away my brother from me knowing that like him and i want to serve at like church and help people worship and play music to him and share about him and yeah it was really hard as hard as it was God never forgets me and yeah. um, later I had to process and with the helps from my church and um, really uh, great friends and family I came to a conclusion that even in the hardships God was still using that to encourage me and God makes me remember um, the time that me and my brother were praying to get that instrument and the reason we want to do it and wow yeah it was now i try to um keep it on now to remember that uh, why i do music and every time i do i play the instruments that we receive i remember of that prayer that we made to god and also remember my brother at the same time yeah thank you for sharing so your brother has passed away um, and you were planning on pursuing music and worship to spread the gospel with him. What did you do after this? Did you walk away from your faith? Was that just a big blow to your dream? Um, no, it's not. Contrary to that, God has helped me to get through that and helped me understand that uh, the things that um, he needed help with, everything that he's going through, he doesn't have to go through anymore. And he's just in a better place. And he helped me understand that. He also helped me understand the power of prayer mm -hmm. and how we receive all the instrument. And God provided what we asked for. Yeah. And it strengthens my faith. But sometimes it does feel a little hard. But yeah, it does. It does strengthen me. I did not walk away. Praise the Lord for that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How did the gift of receiving those instruments impact you personally? So like having the instruments and at my place, I can practice any uh, any time. Learning about new songs about who God is and what mm. we sing about, those um, really help me to be thinking a lot about um, what the song says and just like encourage me in my faith while I'm learning that song. So, what was your new mission as you have the instruments now, but your brother has passed? Yeah, my mission is still the same, to keep serving God at wherever He has um, called me to, uh, whether it be at my, my home church or serving at uh, this Christian gathering by playing music or like doing tech or anywhere, anywhere I could serve. Um, the mission is the same, helping people connect to God and worship Him for who He is. Yeah. How did you decide to go to Taylor University for college? Um, so, uh, funny thing, I didn't... I didn't know a lot about colleges or GPAs or SAT scores and anything at all. Yeah. And since I'm a first-time gen mm. college student, yeah. but somehow the Lord opened doors and um, I was able to serve in many of the community 
in church or like like volunteering. So I was able to do that. So those open up doors to the scholarship for um, community leader. The scholarship is called X Six Scholarship. Okay. So I got open the door and um, heard about Taylor University from um, that scholarship, and I checked out the school, yeah. visited, and I just loved the fact that Taylor is non-denomination. Visited, I was there at one okay. of the chapel time thing, and next thing I know is that I was on my knee just worshiping. It's like, hey God. If you want me to be here, I think I'll have to be here and challenge my faith and learn what you have to um, teach me about me here. So that's awesome. Praise the Lord. Uh-huh. Um, what is your major at Taylor? Um, I'm a music major. Wow, I love that. Mm. With your love for music and worship, do you have any long-term goals or dreams for that? Yes, I do. Um, I don't know if you heard of um, International House of Prayer. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. I wanted to open this 24/7 prayer house in Myanmar because um, I saw the importance of prayer in my grandma's life. Um, that's how she start her day off, wow. and um, it has make a heart point to God first, and that's yeah, absolutely that's that, and also with um, my younger brother, um, like the prayer that we did and how powerful prayer was, and just yeah. like getting to. Um, like fixing our eyes on him and talking to him, that's like really a crucial part of, um, I think, um, everybody's life. Mm-hmm. My grandma have given me some lands in Myanmar, so yeah. um, I want to build a 24-7 prayer house, like similar to wow. IHOP. And people, there are a lot of people who are musicians and they don't really okay. have the um, opportunity to play a lot, so like they can use that um, space to for, like worship People can use their gifts to worship God and at the yeah. same time serving, and people can come there like 24-7. I want to build something big there for people wow. uh, with prayer again, you know, the same yeah. message that I got from my brother. That's beautiful. Wow. Thank you for sharing that. How has your life taken a 180? Uh, my faith was complacent from um, my grandma, but now it's uh, it becomes my own. It's just something in me, like... Since the Holy Spirit lives in me now, um, He teaches me um, what to do and what not to do. And um, through reading His Word, it has really encouraged me to learn more about who God is and um, grow my faith and grow my relationship with Him. Absolutely. Can you pray for the people of Myanmar in your native language? Sure. Let's pray. Jidam na nong pia nom na ibangin nong saman nong donate ang poong topa namin thang na bangin tanong tahen topa aw na iyot kong amitia tu topa tuhonget sa ing topa hasan na tuo amitam bitia muhi topa matetun tuhonget ing topa matetupan na piasa tan topa oh topa oh literary group tehang ina topa hasan na tuo lau na nunta na tu topa azong amitam bitia tan topa tuhonget sa ing matetupan na piasa tan mate mate thad nang piasa can you tell us um, what you prayed? Yeah, so I was just praying particularly for everybody who is experiencing the military coup right now. Uh, yeah. People who are 
uh, just trying to make end ends meet and mm -hmm. live. And yeah. yeah, there are a lot of people dying there right now. Yeah, as, even as we're speaking. We will put a link in the show notes for a Mission Network news story about what's going on in Myanmar right now. Hmm. So for our last question, Zom, what would you say to others who are in the same boat that you were in, experiencing that complacency in their walk with the Lord and in their faith? Yeah, there's so much, so many things that Christ can offer yeah. and has offered me. And know that you're valued, you're loved by um, God every time. Absolutely. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm sure your story will resonate with many others, and we are so grateful to you for coming and for sharing with us. Wow. Yeah, thanks for having me. You did so well. Awesome. This is one-way intern Kayla Mizia. I'm a student at Moody Bible Institute in Communications. I'd like to introduce our send-off guest today, Ty Jones. Ty is another one-way intern. You have a lot of us today at Wheaton College. She compiled the spoken word in honor of Zom's story. My name is Ty Jones, and I have written a spoken word piece for Zom's story, titled Out of Darkness into the Light. A story that may seem similar to others, but is unique in its own way. God made everyone in his creation, but we all have our own story to tell. So as you continue to read, you should be amazed at this story. Oh, yes, indeed, as it is not like yours, but a one-of-a-kind creation, living a normal day-to-day -day life, Wondering what the next day will bring. Living life on the edge. Sometimes it feels like a dream. Going about life the way I want to. Not knowing what's about to come next. But just taking baby steps. Having a dream. Wanting to make ends meet. Exploring who I want to become. Not realizing the obstacles that will come. Living my life by baby steps is the way. The Lord always by my side becoming my light in a dark world, telling me wise words of wisdom, not letting me fail while his words prevail, coming to the Lord on my own time, not wanting my destiny to just be mine, walking hand in hand with the Lord, praying for my dream to come true, living life to the fullest, with family who I hold dear to my heart, to the absolute fullest, our dream finally coming true, then bam, I'm stopped in the midst of it all, watching teardrops fall, the devil trying to take over, but the Lord tells me to take cover. I still have a plan for you, my son, he says. Everything I do is for a reason. Keep holding on, and I promise your calling will come. Time goes on as I remember Ephesians 4, 1 through 2. My calling is coming as long as I hold on. The Lord will not fail me. So I continue to believe and hold on, waiting for the Lord to show me the way. And as I wait, I continue to pray. Worship and praise is what I do day to day, and I'll continue this every day, pursuing my passion and remembering Joshua 1.9. Staying courageous as the Lord says, and day by day I will obey. The Lord is my shepherd day and day. And I have answered my calling out of darkness into the light, worshiping the Lord night and day, making him proud and hearing him say, 
Well done, my child. 180 is a production of One Way Ministries.